0: what's good internet and welcome to session 42 of super gg radio we friends chat about video games and all things adjacent i am your host alex arona and with me this week is the dark horse candidate for best fan noise in a podcast joel dewitt What's up, Joel?
1: First of all, I would like to thank my PC taste for sounding like a box fan, regardless of what I do. Uh, secondly, I would like to thank Also
0: with me this week is the <laughs> front runner for best user of CP, Eric Getty <laughs>
2: This is extremely out of context, and I feel like I deserve a better intro this week. Come Don't on. Care. Alex. Don't care. Don't
0: care. Finally, with us this week is a special guest who has who wasn't nominated, but given an honorable mention for best reaction to an infamous blob, Kelly DeWitt. Hi, humbly accept Alex. I like that ending.
3: <laughs>
0: Was it a happy will, ending? Kind of. <laughs> we will get to that later. <laughs> this week, we fall in love with fried chicken, talk through some spooky games, and hit all the high points from the Nindy Direct and State of Play this week. Before we get into it, first as always, I get to talk about Death Stranding for another 30 minutes. No. Sucks to be you guys. <laughs> Early adopters, alphas, betas, and games that we say we got on sale. They weren't actually on sale, but Kelly's around, so they were on sale. <laughs> 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 Early adopters. So, uh, real quick, I just want to give a quick recap on Death Stranding. I rolled credits on Sunday, and I have mixed feelings on it now. How many
2: sets of credits did you roll? Three.
0: So Three sets of how credits. many,
1: you made how all many of Kojima counts were there?
2: I counted four. Well, I counted at least
0: minimum four. I kind of after after the second or third credit scene, I started looking at my phone. Like honestly, <laughs> okay, we get that it. Guys. Only took
2: that long, okay. Yeah,
0: I started like, okay, there is a the the second set. I bet there's gonna be another one because this game's not over yet. All right, all right so the last half I want to say was an hour of cutscenes. I figured I had about a half an hour of gameplay. I gave myself a half an hour gameplay, turns me from going to bed at twelve thirty, which I in- initially intended, to about one forty-five. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And then, on top, like those cutscenes just kept going, and I just I feel like this is more Metal Gear Three, Metal Gear Solid Three than Metal Gear Solid Two, in the case that there was still stuff left unexplained, and I didn't particularly love that. Unexplained or unexplored? More unexplained. There are things okay. to explore still, of course. I mean, this isn't. It's not left open. It's not open. It's not like okay, here there could be a sequel,
2: but the world exists. So because the world exists, there's still more stories to be told. So it's kind of like Phantom Pain, where you could go back and you can do more stuff in the real world? Uh, that does happen, yes. Okay. They, they go, oh, two
0: weeks before all that stuff happened.
2: <laughs> and then Fantastic. There
0: wa- and there was a point before this, the, that, that all the, the ending stuff started happening. So you wake up, and it's like, it says two weeks before, and then the uh, dead man calls you and goes, oh, great, you're awake. That was weird. Now, you can con- we're getting ready for all this stuff happening, which is the ending. He goes, you should probably go and uh, explore a little bit. Do anything you didn't finish yet. It's cool. We'll hang out here. Just make it back in time. Womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> but that, again, not even the problem. It's just that uh, I, I felt like everything wrapped up. They gave me as much as they could. And by the end, I said, okay, that all kind of makes sense. And then I, I remember that it's a Kojima game. And I'm like, no, none of this makes goddamn sense. So it's, usually I don't wake up until a little bit later. And <laughs> I, right. woke up, I woke up to it pretty much right after credits
2: going, wait, no. No, that didn't ha- <laughs> Don't agree. Really? I feel like that was like the normal reaction. Like you play through the game and then you get to the Kojima point and you're like, oh, god damn it. Not this again.
0: Maybe in four and five, but the first three were magical moments to me. Well, and they were,
2: like, unexpected because you're like, oh, this is interesting. Wait, what? And now it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Exactly. Not this again.
1: Those questions that they pose in the game, is it something where they clearly set it up like they were going to explain it throughout this? Or was it something that was sort of just tossed out there as part of the larger world?
0: Tossed out there as part of the larger world. Okay. And I just I had some problems accepting it. Uh, other things, I went back last night just to kind of say a final goodbye because I was uninstalling it. But really, there is, you get emails from people you've helped along the way throughout the story. And I kind of t- brushed those off. As well as interview text files that are just information about the world. And I kind of skipped over those too, so I wanted to read them all. And I did. Funny enough, there's a little bit of a handsome jack situation. As in the villain kind of emails you hear in there throughout the game. I missed all of that.
2: Well, Handsome Jack wasn't particularly nice to you. He was always, like, being a huge dick.
0: No, he wasn't being a huge dick. But it was just, it, I read through it and I was like, oh, he's been emailing me the whole time?
1: Damn. I was and not paying that's, attention. That's kind of how I handled weird. my work emails anyway. So.
2: <laughs> I, I can actually relate to that, too. Like, I, I go
0: up to people's <laughs> offices and I'm like, hey, did you do that thing I asked you? Yeah, I emailed you, like, twice. Oh. And that's kind of what I think this was, is that I beat the game, and then I'm like, oh, man, he was trying to reach out the whole time. Should have copied it
1: in that. your boss.
0: Yeah. CC everybody. Uh, BCC. BCC. Oh, that's, that's yeah. a dick move. That's a dick move.
2: No, I do that all the time to show people how stupid everybody else is. Yeah, it's, it's a dick move. It's a dick move.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I really like Death Stranding, and I like the ending. I like the story they told, uh, aside from a few glaring holes. But it just kind of left me feeling a little bit like... That, and, and again, the gameplay and everything else, all that stands up. All that still holds out. Give Mads Mickelson an Oscar. We're all set. Uh, make Troy Baker be less creepy. Patting the president on the butt's weird. <laughs> but the rest of like the the story and the world kind of made me feel like it was just a bunch of Kojima bullshit. Anyway, that's that was Death Stranding, and that's my recap. I like the game. It's going on my Game of the Year list. Now, during Extra Life, we played... A fun game called "I
1: Love You, Colonel Sanders,"
0: <laughs> and Kelly's laughing because <laughs> I, I'm
1: pretty sure this is only put on here since you're gonna be on the episode. I was sorry, oh, yeah.
0: Was, so, uh, Kelly, <laughs> uh, yes, you have not played a lot of visual novels, am I right?
3: Uh, not really. I've I, I've done some, but Do you not know not, not, not like this. Yes, is. I know what a visual novel is. She oh, plays the sexy
2: ones, okay, Joel? <laughs> yeah, the sexy <laughs> Thank ones. Thank what Katie does too. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a revelation. Just a couple. <laughs> Just
1: a couple.
2: They're very uh, time-consuming, so I try to play the ones that have a lot more action up front. Yes, action, wink, we
0: got we did it.
3: did a few mystery and horror ones, but nothing really, uh, no, certainly nothing like that. That was different.
0: Well, these games are very popular. There's a lot of genre, a lot of different ones. There are some where you have to stop Al-Qaeda by seducing them. Oh, or, yeah. Uh, there is one where everybody's a pigeon. There's there's one where everybody's a tank and you have to seduce the tanks. But they all look like sexy men. Stuff like that. But this one, I love you, Colonel Sanders, you are a student of a culinary school, a two week three days. Three day culinary days. school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Semester semester is three days. Yeah. <laughs> three whole days. And then you have to try to win over the heart of Colonel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you guys
2: think? Who? Who do you want to know first? Because <laughs> I think all three of us have very specific opinions about this let's, game. Let's start with the guest. Let's start with
3: the guest. Ladies first. Okay. Kelly,
2: what
0: did you oh, think? Oh,
3: thank you. Um, I would have hated that game except for the fact that Hartwig did the whole like uh, narrating it. So that was the absolute funniest thing. It that made the whole game. Other than that, the game really sucked, but it was, uh, it was fun to narrate and it was fun to do voice acting. So I, I did, I I give it a two thumbs up for that.
0: Okay. So the participation really helped it. Oh yes. And that is in no part to you as well. You and my wife, Beth, as well (laughs) as, uh, Steven Dvorak, big shout out to big Steve, our uh, producer, mixer. Uh, he was Colonel Sanders himself.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. He he really brought the sleaze he to did. that character, really he effectively. And that's got, not that's not an insult, but like You he, got sleaze
0: he, out of that. I got fancy. I got swag. Man of, man hair. of means. Like,
1: okay, may, maybe it's my perception of how our game played out, oh, but <laughs> but our end state was pure sleaze, and and like he. He delivered when it got to that too. I, I agree with you. Like it was sort of almost like a, a debonair snootiness a <laughs> throughout most of it. Yeah. Yes, yes, but it it devolves into yes. underhanded uh, reappropriating of other people's perfect dishes.
0: You gotta oh, you gotta understand that in this kind of game, there it's supposed to be that you're trying to win them over and you find true love. But in, for some reason, in this game. It kind of turned turned like on its head into something like a little bit Im- insulting. Insulting. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Getty, what did you think of it?
2: I not enough nudity. Um, that's just a start. <laughs> yeah. Normally, the visual novels I play are uh, much more risque. So, of course.
1: I mean, they're they're not going to give us a handsome Colonel Sanders without a tasteful. Uh, uh, shot of nudity and uh, sex scene. Now that's I, that's a little... I feel like I think it wouldn't have been a stretch. Shirtless.
2: There was not a stretch. Was I'd... he? You know, I, at one point it felt like he was definitely flexing was on us. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall that. But I don't yeah, recall maybe. shirtless. But... I thought when you
0: went back to his house, like he just came out and his like his Just a bow, yeah, <laughs> a bow tie. Yeah, a bow tie. Something real classy but sexy. Went full Chippendales. So yeah. <laughs> Channing Tatum looking ass. Um, (laughs) I just want to comment. I love you, Colonel Sanders. We've kind of talked about it as a visual novel where you're in this culinary school. But overall, the game kind of takes it itself as a promotional tool and very clearly points itself out as a video game in a lot of ways, limiting your progress, limiting your options, limiting your, your conversation selections to the point that it takes away all agency.
2: Well, it makes you it can so you're also
0: like bystander.
2: You get a game over screen, which was really weird.
0: Yeah, that's why I was saying is it limits your options of conversation. It gives you the the belief in options, but if you choose the wrong one, it. One of the messages we got said, "Hey man, it's a dating sim. You must not understand how to date."
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> I you must about not that. <laughs> date Colonel Sanders because he just wanted to cook delicious food. Remember that hey. time that he could smell uh, pot pie from. With 300 (laughs) meters away.
1: I'm kind of amazed they didn't do that whole like Looney Tunes, the wafting uh, scent being in the air (laughs) and him being lifted by his nose and sort of flying towards it.
0: Well, you know, he and me, me and him, too, man. I love cooking, but I'm not going to sit here and say that that's more important than everything else in the world. And the game makes it very clear that that's the case in him. And it never, like, there's no redeeming arc for him. It's legitimately, like, you made this dish, and then you you two combine your dishes. But that's kind of the only reason why he ever feels any kind of feelings towards you at all is when he could use you. hmm mm-hmm. Well, so the way back. that we played it, yep. at least. Yeah. I don't know if there's a whole lot. We, they didn't give us a lot of options. We got two game overs.
2: Well. Wow we're pretty I, bad
0: at this kind of thing so uh,
1: so I, I guess we should clarify the end state that we got is that he wanted to be business partners with us but he had no interest in a romantic life <laughs> with us right and, and presumably the best win state would be if he wanted to do both with us uh that still seems a little bit uh shady a, a little bit uh, of a power dynamic differential going on <laughs> Like, you're you're used to me as constraints to how well you can cook, and also that's going to be the basis for what I want a relationship out of you for, too. (laughs) But uh, You know, one of the things, too, that is interesting about this, and given that it's just a promotional tool, it's not that surprising, but the few games I've played of these type, it's usually like a multi-branch thing where you don't have to just focus on one person. You can try to court a number of them. And uh, so I found that interesting that, like, there wasn't even the whiff of an idea, you could even consider that here. Well, who I else would you have been able to date? There's a robot, and then
2: Clank? there's like a, tw- a 12-year-old. Oh, no, the There's also there's also Van Van, who's a clear rip-off of JoJo. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. And then there's a guy who pretends that he killed himself. Which, again, the game... Oh, yeah, oh, the, the ghost. Students. The game the st- makes it very clear there's a guy here who wants attention and nobody pays attention to him, so he fakes his own death. And then appears as a ghost. Does he even have a name? No, no I think it's just He's student. He's a student. <laughs> no, yeah, and they keep he keeps trying to introduce himself, and nobody will listen. <laughs> no, that's not a joke, Colonel Sanders. That's not <laughs> a joke, KFC.
2: I mean, it kind of does a good job of not taking itself too seriously. Yes, uh, yeah.
0: yes. That's why I say though that's borderline offensive.
1: That's mm. probably the only reason it can get away with half of what it does yeah. and says in the game is because it's very clearly being a farce. Oh, it, but. for sure. Okay, and
0: in the end, you make the KFC bowl. That's that's the big finale. You make the KFC bowl,
1: the bowl of shame, <laughs> which is literally just mixing up a bunch of chicken dinner sides yes. with. I feel yes. like chicken. I'm getting
0: personally like attacked. Macaroni. I love that bowl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we got it, and I have not had one since college. And I remember eating it across from Alex at KFC. We walked after a football game to the kfc sat there and ate it and I've i feel like, like i'm still i'm still working off the fat and death <laughs> that was in it after it's almost co- f- what 15 years i think I've had, again i've had three since then my god <laughs> i'm gonna live
0: forever what it's coming down to <laughs> <laughs> nothing can kill me all right well that was i love you colonel sanders i am color me not impressed but again, I've only played three. This is my third visual novel I've ever played. So,
1: I thought you were saying this was your third run of I Love and Colonel Sanders. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be epic! <laughs> no, I, the only reason it was good because Hartwig,
0: Steve, Kelly, and Beth. Everything else, I don't know, you could with. tell a conference that was fun London
1: or something. Yeah.
0: Next, Dark Pictures Anthology: Man of Medan. Ooh. Everybody here has played it at this point. Yep. Oh, you played it too. He played yeah, it I with played. us. Yeah. cool. Oh, all right, all right. I joined. We did it movie night. night. I, I didn't finish it though,
2: but I don't. I
0: don't mm. mind spoilers. I don't mind
2: any of that. Uh, we well, were actually pretty close to the end when you left, Alex. Steve and mm-hmm. I only played for like thirty minutes after. So,
1: okay. And I'm not. I'm not sure actually how much spoiling and ending matters here, or at least yeah. like uh, there are so be, many branching outcomes that there can be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the the choices. Yeah. So we're a little belated for this because this came out in what October. Yeah, and but we've been, still... I've been sitting on it for a while, and we finally got around to beating it this past week. And your thoughts? It's good.
3: Mm-hmm. No, I, I, uh, I've enjoyed I, it. I've,
1: I've generally gotten the same things that make me happy about Until Dawn out of this. It is a lot more focused, obviously. So in Until Dawn, there are lots of these sections where it's larger scale areas that you're sort of exploring around in, looking for stuff. Uh, going room to room where it's clear that they're wide open spaces and you're supposed to sort of poke around here. Most of your times when you are moving the characters themselves, it is very linear. You don't have much room for exploration. It is just like going down corridor to corridor or small room to small room, and there might be like little items of note that you can pick up and look at. Or uh, a similar conceit here is that you can look at pictures Hanging from the wall, and they'll be kind of a clue,
3: yeah. As to like,
1: yeah, like danger points, or I think sometimes they can even be like uh, good information mm-hmm. to yeah, help you make be. the right choice in certain situations. So all that to say, going back from the top level, these are kind of interactive story games where you are following the exploits of a handful of people. In this case, it is uh, young adults on a, f- a boating expedition to go like spelunting in the sea. To sort of look at wreckage and stuff. I love Spilucky. And, and they are going towards uh, the rumor of something called Manchurian gold. Yeah. But what ends up happening is that they basically run across pirates who take over their boat and then take them to this abandoned like military tanker. And that's where all the fun starts, where the supernatural things kind of happen. And you're led through this pretty linear story about what happens after that and those choices you make determine who lives and who dies out of your party mm-hmm. usually it's a mixture of like verbal choices you're making as to how you respond to people coupled with choices of whether or not you find certain items in the background and then also lots and lots of quick time events
3: oh i don't oh, know like there's quick so time many things
1: i mean th- those are and some of them it, it it's not obvious that it hurts you, but there are some where it's like, this is clearly the flashpoint where if you don't hit it right, you yeah. are screwed. Yep. And if I have a small grievance about it at all, it's that it's not always clear whether or not it's a just press the button once thing, mm-hmm. or if it's a mash the button to try to force something open or to keep something from closing on you or stuff like that. And so there were, there were enough times where we were playing where I would just hit the button once it would just sit there with a timer running now, and then by the time you figure out what's happening, oh, yeah. you're already boned. Like, oh, yeah. there, there's I, I no killed a back. couple people we, do with
3: that. Because, well, nice. yeah. well, everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody well, one person died for our Yeah, rooms. I know.
2: <laughs> see, the nice thing was that uh, since Alex uh, bailed on us for the second half of the playthrough, and actually in the first part we didn't lose anyone. Yeah, I, I was our savior. Everybody lived <laughs> on our playthrough. <laughs> Funny enough, it wasn't for lack of trying on Steve. Steve wouldn't oh. pay attention when he
0: thought it was a cut scene. <laughs> he would put and the then... remote down on his lap. and he would yeah, like, literally put the remote it. down, cross his arms, and just like enjoy the view, and then suddenly cut, <laughs> cut to a oh, quick yeah. time event. And, uh, yeah. That was oh, it, that my was God. <laughs> that was Steve, a grab allegory. the controller. But Steve.
2: <laughs> One of the things that I wanted to jump in on this and just mention is, uh, as Joel was saying, you know, a lot of the stuff that helps to affect the story is based on talking, but there's also certain items that you can find and it unlocks this like weird, uh, kind of like what if option in the Mm. menu that's like, you decided to do this, or you decided to that, to do that with this item or talk to this person, which was different from what we had seen in until dawn, but it was kind of, it, it really made me think like, what have I done so far in the game? and how can i change what i did if i go back and play through it again
1: and maybe it's because it's a shorter length game and it's such a tight story but in this one i feel like the choices are very much more impactful yeah than I until dawn because oh, i yeah. i think it's because i think it's just until dawn had to last a lot longer to sort of go through the span of the story it was telling where this is supposed to be a much more breezy thing where there's less options and choices that just you're playing through so maybe just by force of that it works that way but I, yeah i i enjoy it quite a bit it's not as polished as until dawn visually uh the acting is S- still not had quite... good
2: visuals though i i did appreciate it there were some janky parts but
1: yeah that that's not even to say that it was bad looking i agree with you that it's pretty decent looking it's just that until Dawn was a high pedigree, and, and from what I read about it, that started as a PlayStation 3 game that converted over to a PlayStation 4 thing that had a lot of time dumped into it, so it made sense that it turned out such a polished thing. But I I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. And they did a little teaser for the end of this too. And yes. We'll probably yeah. we'll probably play this through a few more times. Oh, except for sure. This time you won't control any of them. No,
3: it. I'm not controlling. What anything. Joel? Do you
2: remember what the next one is? is it Hope County or something like that?
1: Yes. Yep, and it it looks more like your typical Night in the Woods kind of uh, scary story. Yeah,
3: sort of horror-ish
1: like that. It kind of seems like they're going with this anthology, like jumping through different horror movie trope environments, which, like, why not?
2: Yeah, I like that. Uh, Before we jump on to the next part, can I ask you guys a couple of questions about your playthrough?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
2: you said that you lost a bunch of characters how far did Brad make it into the game?
1: <laughs> Which one's Brad?
3: The the, the one with brother. the glasses. The the one we saved. He's the one that <laughs> Al- Alex's
2: brother with the glasses. Yeah, he, yes. sur- he survived. Name. He the was the lone one survivor. Now, when you there was that one room where if you went, you had to go through it like two or three times when we played through.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: how how much of like a psych out was that to you, or did that not happen for you? I'm not sure that happened, that happened for us. Oh, maybe because no, you was... lost so many ca- Oh, you know what? There's a couple of branching story paths in this game, too. So there's one part where you can have, like, Alex go to explore a different part of the ship. Yeah. And we did that instead of having Brad go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So eventually then Brad, like, goes to follow Alex, and he gets trapped in this loop, Uh, and he goes through huh. the mist no. a couple of different times. You know, we really didn't cover too much no, of that. No,
1: but... we didn't. So Like, the... Yeah,
2: oh, I'll, I'll jump into it. So uh, one of the mysteries about the ship that they end up on is that there's this mist, and it seems to affect the way that people think. Uh, and in some cases, it seems to, like, really mess with them. A couple of the pirates end up getting really crazy and start fighting in front of
3: you. <laughs> nice.
1: I and mean, it seems like a chemical weapon that brings on right. psychosis, basically. Yeah, that's, yes. right. that's Essentially.
3: ultimately what it was.
1: So that... Not to, like, wreck
2: the the actual outcome of the game, but the boat isn't haunted. It's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. that there's this chemical weapon that is really screwing with people. And it seems like uh, that's the premise for the whole incident that happens on the ship. To
0: be fair, I called that from the beginning.
2: Of
1: co- well, I mean, I feel well, like
2: there wasn't too much to call there.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, to, to be fair, they telegraphed the, setting the stage for some of this in a prologue. Uh, that involves uh, the military folks on the ship, so like it, it gives you that little bit of lead before you get to the main characters. And I will just say, like that confusion about what is actually a dose story or just like poisoning, it, it led to some of the deaths that we ended up happening. Oh, Ooh. for sure.
3: We'll
1: <laughs> yep. we'll leave it at that, just in case anybody listens wants to play this. But there's, yeah. there are plenty of surprises, and it's I. It's already pretty cheap, like half off in some places, so it's and pretty it looks, easy. I don't to think recommend. it was. It
0: wasn't a full sixty dollars. No, it
2: was only.
1: No, it was 30. already only thirty. So it was already discounted. But especially now that sales are starting to come up about it, not hard to recommend. I mean, I no, have no pro-
2: problem paying full price for a game like this. I really want to support the studio. I I really loved Until Dawn, and uh, I can get behind all of the Dark Pictures anthology coming forward. It, I just yes. want to
0: say my favorite part about the game itself is that man, the Dark Anthologies is essentially the field that houses all of these ghost stories, all narrated, not not necessarily narrated, but having these interstitials by the man known as the Curator. hmm Oh, how cool was that? Yeah. yeah like, uh, I, w- I kind of looked at up. reminiscent
2: of Until Dawn.
0: Pip Torrens is the actor. He's been in a couple things. Uh, I'm not saying a whole lot that's really standing out, but... At the same time, that man did a great job. He was he was very Vincent Price-esque. Oh, very much so. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And the psych-outs.
2: Oh, yeah. I loved his psych-outs. And
0: I also like that he would, like, comment and sometimes kind of judge you. Like, come out and <laughs> oh,
2: man, that was something I wouldn't have done. Oh, wait, the Weird. one that we got where he was like, oh, it looks like everybody survived during this chapter. Let's yep. see yes. if that actually pays off for you. He I didn't like, have mm-hmm. a mustache, but I wanted
0: him to twirl a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was uh, Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Madan. Hmm? Something about this segment makes me want to run out and grab a shame bowl. I don't call them shame bowls; they're a work of art. Love
1: KFC. I want you next time you go to KFC. I want you to ask for that by name.
0: <laughs> shame bowl. What? They're not called. They're not called the shame bowls. They're called the KFC Bowls, (laughs) and they're delicious. Shame. Oh. Shame. (laughs) I'm just going to settle for shame eating some mashed potatoes. And we're back. Back with the news. Not all the news. Just the news that tickled our fancy. Tickled our fancy. Yes, I'm sticking with that one. Mm, Judgment. (laughs) Okay. New Bioshock project in the works, but from Kotaku, apparently it's been in the works for a long time. Doesn't matter. And and been through two different studios.
2: All right. That might matter.
0: That part might matter.
2: It could, but will I still play it? yes well yes but if it's more
0: bioshock uh two than one or three it might be problematic getty uh, can i borrow your copy i've
2: i don't have a copy anymore no buy, borrow your copy of the new bioshock when it comes out oh i mean i feel like we're still a ways off but sure yeah cool joel you in for another bioshock
1: no Nope. Well, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait until it's on sale for about five dollars, and then uh, finally get around to it after not being spoiled. You can somehow borrow it after Alex. We'll <laughs> just pass say, it around. To be fair,
0: he just did. He just played Infinite this year.
1: A year ago. Yeah, but it was last year. year. It was last year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Would you, you did? kindly I move on too. to the next story?
0: <laughs> Nindy Direct was on Tuesday. <laughs> Two notable games coming out of this: Axiom Verge Two. And Streets of Rage 4. I'm up for some Axiom Verge 2, but I still got to beat 1. That will probably be in a backlog vlog. Joel, you are hype over Streets of
1: Rage 4? Oh, come on. Look how... That was beautiful I'm on, animation. too. That, I mean, that looks good. It looks real good. That, definitely the most polished-looking game out of there. You love beat it so much. I mean, I mean, that's my wheelhouse, but come on. You saw that game. Streets like, then, of Rage, and Alex. If you, and if you remember I the like the first Super couple of trailers, the first couple of trailers didn't look that good. They've they've put some work in that game. Like it it looks quality. There was a a couple other ones. I think there was a game where they were talking about how you mits and mash different genres, supermash. Gener- yeah, I'm curious about that. Mm. I do wonder if there's going to be limitations just by the very nature of the game because it's dependent on how many different combinations they can come up with themselves for it. I
0: also I also think that they add variables onto that to mm. change up things about the game and the traits. So at a certain point, you're just running a numbers generator of how many combinations they can come up with.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just also like, is, is the novelty going to be fun enough on its own, or are they, are they actually going to make the gameplay fun in and of itself for all these combinations too, right? Yeah, And th- those are questions I have about it. What about you? Did you see anything on that Nintendo stream?
3: Uh, well, the only thing I saw was um, the Mario one that turns into Link. and Well,
1: that was a different video. But yeah, that's but the
3: only thing that really stood out to me. I don't know which one that came off of. But... You
1: mentioned that a Stapus game kind of interests you. The one where I was sort of... Crafting things and building up stuff. And oh, survivalist! Surviving, uh, survivalist. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was called. Yeah. yeah,
3: that one too. I thought that was because it looked like um, uh, sardi Valley. It
1: kind of had a couple of the similar hooks to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: But other than that, I mean, that those are the things that really stood out to me in any of those. So, okay,
1: that's a good that's a
0: good set of options. Now, Getty, you wanted to talk about sports story.
2: I had mentioned it. I felt like that was a Joel game, but. He seemed to shoot me down at the prospect <laughs> well, of
0: it. Being hold on, I wanted to. Him.
2: I wanted to jump into this because I played Golf Story to completion. Told it,
0: did Ooh. you beat it? Same. Yeah, it. I beat it. So imagine that it's uh, almost like a, an RPG-style game where you get new equipment that you can equip and it boosts your stats. And every problem is solved with golf, and not even challenges so much as oh, there's puzzles. Yeah, but it's puzzles, So it's like, I need help getting this thing. Can you get my, my keys fell in the gutter on the roof? And you have to hit a ball up there to get the keys out. Things like that. But th- that's fun and exciting and interesting for 5 to 10 hours. Golf Story went for 30.
1: <laughs> well, and the reason why it runs out of fun is because they run out of ideas by the 7 to 10 hour point. Like the the whole all the challenges are fun plays on golf. So some of them will be outright playing a course of golf and being in a tournament. Other stuff will be like we need to get these birds off of this, you know, deck or something. Can you hit the, the deck three or four times out of ten with the golf balls from this position? Uh, Or like they had some frisbee golf challenges. They had other like twists on things, and it just. It wasn't varied enough to be interesting, and the core golf itself, while it was competent, it wasn't really stand out amazing or anything like that. It was pretty simple stuff.
0: Essentially, it, yeah, it ran out of ideas, and for me, it really by had the the half of the game. I was ready for that game to wrap up, and yeah, it just that's why that's why we're a little bit down on golf story. It's a great game, just runs out of steam.
1: I think them integrating more sports might help them with making new ideas that justifies the length they also added all...
0: like stealth elements too and a dungeon like mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. so that might help but, as well
1: but i'm not day one and uh we should mention State Birds. uh they they announced uh State Birds for oh, switch
3: yeah i forgot about that uh, one. late that one 2020
1: cute. the, the and that's the game we played on alpha for pc yep. uh it was it was pretty janky at that point i mean it was an alpha made sense but uh I will be keeping an eye on that to see yeah, so what the impressions are.
3: That was the other one that intrigued me because it was just the cute little birds on the, on the skateboard. So yeah, yeah, that one looked good. Talk about a Tony Hawk. Nope. <laughs> oh, Lo-fi God. bird beats Bad. to listen to. <laughs>
4: uh,
3: oh dear.
0: Uh, and just as a reference, I think we session 18 was the episode where we talked about Skatebird. I catalog our episodes now.
1: <laughs> it's nice you do something. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I can't just sit here and go and look real pretty because, again, this voice is for radio. Oh. <laughs> the next piece of news: PlayStation had a State of Play event, which just seemed like a Nintendo Direct. Yep. <laughs> again.
1: The format had a straight-up lift. Like I, mm. I had never actually watched one of these before. Now, yeah. But it, it is not even close to a joke. It, it's, it is it's just the s- same thing. L- It's lifted, just with a different color palette, which, for what it's worth, sitting down and watching it, it works. So I I understand why they did it, but it's just kind of funny.
0: Now, Getty, how hyped are you for that Resident Evil 3 remake we've been talking about rumors?
2: Well, first, I want to say that I'm definitely going to purchase Untitled Goose Game again. Okay. Then, we can talk about... uh, I just want to talk about Resident Evil, and yeah, how pumped I am for that... It looks fin- fantastic. Phenomenal. Yeah. I just loved how they ran like the whole trailer on you. Oh. It was surprising through.
0: because it was supposed to be for that RE Resistance game, which was their multiplayer, asynchronous multiplayer game. Turns out comes free with Resident Evil 3, which is
2: not a bad idea. I feel like they probably realized that they didn't have enough steam to unleash a whole separate game. So they were like, uh, let's just combine them into the same thing, which I'm not going to complain is a, about. That's
0: legitimately the way to get me to play that game.
2: Yeah, I, I wanted to play it. I didn't get to play any of the the beta testing for it. But it still really intrigues me about being able to either try and combat like your... Saw character that's trying to run everybody into the traps or be that Saw, yeah, Jigsaw. Yeah, I, I was not
0: interested. I was not interested in that game. But now I am. No?
2: Really? Okay. Mm,
0: yeah. But now it also leads credence to rumors that they might do RE1. I actually heard that somewhere.
2: Well, you know, it was really funny because, what, two weeks ago we started, you know, spitballing about they have a like a promo poster or cover art for the game. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that they're already almost done with it, so we'll have it by April.
0: Which was so shocking, because they said that they were waiting to see how Resident Evil 2 did. Oh, they knew that it did well. Come on. But it wasn't even... Like, they couldn't have transitioned that fast to come out with this game by April. That can't be the case.
2: Oh, no, they were working on it a lot longer. Okay. Like, they already knew. They were already all invested in it. That's what we're doing now. We're just remaking them all. Let's go. All right. Well... Two down, one to one. go. Let's get one. I'd be so happy. Uh, oh,
0: no. Let's see here. Just pulling up some other pieces of news. Spellbreak, the oh, yeah. battle royale that gives you mystical powers via gauntlets, we, pl- we talked about on episode one of Super GG Radio, is coming to oh, PlayStation. Yeah.
1: Don't listen to
2: that. No. That was bad. I even listened <laughs> to it before I was even asked to be on this podcast. Oh yeah, Don't listen to episode one. No.
1: Daddy can confirm it was bad.
0: Also, Superliminal, (laughs) the first-person puzzle game that I reviewed on our WordPress blog and also we talked about on this podcast, also coming to PlayStation. It's good to see that some of these games that we're playing early and trying them out and testing them out, but Superliminal was released when we got the code, but
2: just in general, I'm glad to see that
0: these developers are getting a good amount of success. Oh, yeah.
2: That's another one that I have no problem picking up. I really want to see that studio do more with games like that. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun getting to play it at Extra Life. And
1: being able to sit down
2: and play it on the PlayStation Four, definitely do that. It,
1: it was just fun to watch you play it. Like it's kind of mind bending the uh, whole hook they have. You know, just how you lift it up and it it increases the size and mass exponentially by how high you go up or down.
2: I mean, yeah. the release that or the, at least the trailer that they had in the state of play was kind of cool. Like you walk up to the PlayStation remote, <laughs> the guy picks it up, drops it on the ground, it gets a little bigger, and then he mm-hmm. picks it up and drops it, and it's gigantic. Yeah. That's awesome. Made me feel really good about getting to play it beforehand. And uh,
0: that was most of the things that kind of caught our eyes for State of Play. You guys got anything else to add to that? Getty? Uh,
2: you know, I'm mainly a PlayStation 4 kind of guy. I'm no surprise that they're finally releasing the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC, mm-hmm. but I really am intrigued to see what they do with that Predator game. You know, okay. they really yeah, haven't had yeah. a good... Uh, alien Predator or even Marine game in a long time. This could be a chance for them to do something really good or to just crap on our hearts again. <laughs> uh,
0: it's interesting. It's an interesting way to do a Predator game, which is it's the it's the grid system, right? Well, this is
2: actually third person kind of view too. Yeah. So in the past, it's always been like first person. At least whenever I played a like an A V P. And then they throw the marine the space marines in there too. But yeah. Definitely yep. looks interesting.
0: It's it's more tactical. It seems more like you're you're doing stuff very specifically, you're making choices. So we'll see how that goes. Uh Joel, do you have anything else from State of Play?
1: I the only thing I want to touch on is uh dose of Tsushima. Okay. So mm. they did the tiniest bit of a teaser at the near end. Right. Uh just like just a little cutscene and then basically said, you know, see the rest of it at the Dame Awards and Generally, I wouldn't care too much about that game because it's not my kind of setting necessarily. Mm -hmm. But it's made by Sucker Punch, the people behind the Infamous series, which I'm a big fan of, and uh, I'm starved for games from that developer. So I'm I'm curious to know more. I'm eager to see Thursday night what happens with that. You guys
2: will have to let me know in real time. (laughs) Oh, I'll update you. I'll update you the whole way. I will be in an actual (laughs) escape room tomorrow. And that's why we are recording on Wednesday this week. Kelly is jealous
3: now. I am jealous. I'm so jealous. Don't I be. like escape
2: rooms.
0: I've done I a Legend is, of Zelda one that was pretty good in Chicago. It's
2: with a bunch of coworkers, so I'm really Don't scared
3: to see what I'm happens. In Chicago.
2: Kelly, next time you're in town, we're going to an escape room.
3: Yes, thank you, Alex. Thank <laughs> you. you. Depending
2: on how tomorrow goes, you can sign me up. To, actually, you know what? You can sign me up anyway. I think it'd be a lot more fun with people that I know better than mm-hmm. Beth, I imagine is, so. So, Beth yeah. is
0: super competitive yeah. in them she wants to make sure we get it done So,
2: <laughs> no, I feel like Beth <laughs> would definitely try and punch me out so that I don't talk
1: get so, no pressure. Getty,
0: you're making everything wrong <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she, she got mad during that contest we had <laughs> Yeah, she gets
0: very competitive next piece of news Final Fantasy 7 remake is only exclusive to PS4 for one year so all those people holding out for PC will get it 2021 Yep. I, think, I think it's interesting. Not surprising. Square is outside of the PlayStation-only market
2: now. We've they moved are, past that. But fi- you look at it, they're still very Sony-exclusive.
1: What was the last console release for Final Fantasy that was Sony-exclusive? It, it 12? was
2: Final
0: Fantasy Twelve.
1: Okay, because I, I thought that thirteen was Xbox to three as was. well. It was. It yeah. was the
0: only one that was console exclusive was twelve. That was the last one, and that has since been ported everywhere. Now, well, you know, obviously now with the Xbox just recently announced, they were getting all the Final Fantasies. Yes, but twelve was the last one that was exclusive, and that was on PS2. Not uh, not what, going to rescind hap- that comment. They released what's happening? Console one?
1: monogamy here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're moving past it, and again, it'll only be there for a year. <laughs> <laughs> last piece of news Redbox no longer renting games okay yeah that i think that was a bad idea
1: yep mm-hmm. renting games
0: yes do you know that actually uh i had that thing where someone just took a picture and printed out a picture of a disc and threw it in one of those cases
1: mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that actually happened to me well the, the whole scam is that you rent it with a prepaid credit card mm-hmm. so they can't charge back your bank account when you thieve it and then leave it to the next sucker like you uh <laughs> you know it, it's it's disappointing in that the rental market being gone means that in theory at least like it's harder to access some games uh when they're out or, or I like, mean part of it's nostalgia. All of us grew up during the time of Blockbuster when you could walk in and pick up something off the shelf and walk off. But I guess it, there is trade-offs to how quickly prices go down on games sometimes now. So some of those games that you would have maybe rented instead of buy you know, by the time you're ready to play them, it's down to 10 or 20 bucks. So I, I guess there's a trade-off. And also we have a family video, so we've got all the video game rentals and CBD oil we could ask for. Yes. yes. Oh, yes, for
0: sure. <laughs> I go to my local library. <laughs>
1: For CBD oh, yeah, oil?
0: Pl- no. Pronounced library. <laughs> and that's Not next door. Liar. CBD oil's next door. I don't know about you guys, but my bank account lo- already looks sad from February to April. We haven't even gotten to Christmas yet, and my money's mostly spent. Is it too soon to become a cam girl? Asking I for think, a think it's too late. <laughs> mm. You guys got to start showing more cleave. I said this mm. in the break. <laughs> <laughs> we continue to make these discu- these business discussions on And we're back back to the backlog block where we play games that uh well, really, we're trying to talk Getty into getting on cam, so. so. Eventually, we'll get him on cam. Nothing to do with the backlog log, but that's what we're doing now.
1: <laughs> that's, that's not what I wrote at all, but okay.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: as far as
1: we're getting, Getty. Good recovery. He was okay with CP, but once you got him talking yeah. about. Uh... So we're get him CP with Call of Cthulhu. We right now... draw a
2: line when it comes to something we shouldn't be talking about, but when we joke about getting a friend topless. Oh, my God. That's, that's just a faux pas. All right.
0: It's more about the fact that is. I kept imagining Getty Topless, and that was enough for me to say, let's move on. All right. <laughs> Heavy Burger. Heavy Burger was one of the many games that I bought randomly on a whim, and I have since uh, subjugated both of you to it uh, via Steam Couch Co-op Share. I still got a – you know what? I should know the name of that by now. Share play. Steam share, play? share play yes share play that's what it's called so steam share play i made you both play heavy burger it is sure did a lot like need hog where <laughs> you are two characters that will grab an eye that need to grab a bag of money and move to their left side or right side depending on which side they start on ooh, and you have to ooh. go over four let screens
2: me, let me jump in let me jump in hit it all right so as alex described do you have to move across the screens but each screen that you have to move through is different and it seems like it's really randomized. So in one screen, uh, it could be uh, at the beginning screen it has a platform that drops out. So if you're not careful, uh, you have to like juke and try and grab the burger or no that's the, the bag of money yeah before put- it
1: before it disappears. Yeah, uh, it's worth noting all these different segments are data east arcade machines so like the one of those burger time where you're dodging the burgers the final one is uh bad dudes and <laughs> you're having to <laughs> run away from the bad dudes and the enemy from that game while trying to make it to the bank uh, it's it's such an obscure thing but as someone who has a little bit of experience in some of those it's it's pretty delightful
2: yeah oh and there's also different guns that you can grab as you try and make it through the stages so that you can kill the other person that you're playing against. Actually, Alex, can more than two people play this at the same time? Yes. Up to four, right? Yes, sir. Oh, okay, there you go. Also on the Switch now.
0: On the Switch. Hmm. But this game came out last year, around this time, and I remember it being just a weird kooky thing that I... Thought looked like a fun party game. Uh, One thing to also note is that the nice touch between each screen being a new type of Data East arcade game, it actually pulls the camera back, you're in an arcade, and it goes to the next arcade cabinet. That's what got me really pumped about the game, was that it pulls out and you see the arcade cabinet. Funny enough, that's kind of the game. There's bonus modes where you could look at the stats of the cabinets and what the cabinets look like, but you can't play those games. Which seems like,
2: like, why don't you put... Burger Time in there.
1: I think they're selling them all separately on the eShop.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Maximize that profit, son. So I've
1: thought more than once about getting bad dudes. Even though I know it's a bad it's a bad game, but I'd like, have thought about it.
2: I like
0: I like uh I like Burger Time. Burger Time I think was my favorite. I play that every time I go to Galloping Ghost. Next Call of Cthulhu.
3: Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> we played Call, C- we
0: played C- Call Cthulhu. of Cthulhu. Over the weekend, me, Getty, and Steve, and I—it's spelled that. That spelling doesn't look great. There's an Why? extra H.
2: No, I didn't write that. No, but that's how it's supposed to be. Okay, I'm saying it looks wrong. Uh right, Getty, tell me about Call of Cthulhu. Oh uh, well, it's kind of funny. Uh, you know, growing up, I thought it'd be a like funny thing, or. Just kind of weird to buy a copy of the Necronomicon, and it's uh, it's haunted me ever since because I have. But
0: it's really boring.
2: Well, you never read it, did you? No, I didn't. Oh, there you go. Uh, I have this obsession with playing all these horror games, but once you get into the really Lovecraftian stuff, that's what really piques my interest. So, Call of Cthulhu, we have your third person survival horror game in this case as we're playing through there wasn't as much survival towards the beginning it's really story driven it tries to make you choose your path very carefully and as we learned right at the beginning of the game you have to invest your character points in order (laughs) to get that cp uh, Upgrade different skills, so you have a interior, uh, like an investigation skill. You can even invest in your strength. I know that I learned the hard way that you could have invested in medicine or occultism so that you have a little bit more experience when it comes to running into things at the beginning. And, you know, we... Uh, at least I had a fun time starting out in this game
0: well let me let me just say that this game is essentially an adventure game. You find items in the world, you put them in an inventory, and then you piece them together to figure out puzzles. You find a lot of clues, yes
2: you are a private and you, also,
0: you also get like a it'll say, oh, you should use your detective vision, which is just Batman vision to piece together what happened at this crime scene previous in like the past
2: yeah, but also depending on how much you invested in your investigation. <laughs> Invested in your investigation. That's pretty good. Say that three times fast. Write that down. Uh, <laughs> please <laughs> no. Uh, then you can actually find bonus clues when you have that Batman vision on. It's, you know, for all of the, like, janky character models in this, uh, and some of the the stuff that we ran into that wasn't explicitly clear. And it is janky for sure. Oh, yeah. I I mean, anybody who watched our stream... The scene with the dagger, yeah. I mean, come on.
0: There's one puzzle where you have to go through, you're being chased by a monster and you can hide in closets, but you have to smash open a, uh, a display case and take a dagger and stab a painting. But there's
2: about, what, 12 different daggers? Yes. And it doesn't really like <laughs> lend you like, hey, maybe this is the dagger you're looking for. You know what? We didn't really go around and explore the different daggers at the beginning when we walked into the room, did we? Oh,
0: so maybe it would have told us... But still, though, that's that's a really big loophole that, like, oh, you should have looked in the beginning. Okay, but what's my option now? Oh, I have to go
2: through, grab one, stab the painting, then die, then try again. Got it. Well, maybe we didn't look, but there's different ways to solve the puzzles in the game, <laughs> except for that one. You so, can, so
1: yeah. Joel. Yeah.
0: Now, the reason why I say it's an, it's, it's an interesting uh, adventure game is because you have all these items and you you use them to fill out out these puzzles but i like it because there are multiple solutions to each problem we did a stage we were in we're in a mental institution and it says create a distraction we started finding a guy who can create a distraction for us if we could give him sleeping pills but then we also found an electric chair that we can overcharge and cause a breaker to, to, shoot, to blow. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. But then we end up sticking with, oh, we found a bunch of pipes that if you over overpower the pipes, then they explode, and then they have to fix it, and that's your distraction.
2: No, they burst, huh. and they uh, expel gas into the area, and it knocks, like, everybody out. Okay. But, but- the
0: idea is that that's how we finish the chapter, but we started down these paths and started seeing other ways to finish the chapter. Hmm. So it really kind of lends to a creative thinking and you picking and choosing how you want to play the game. I thought it was funny that we kept making our guy drink. Yeah. He had a a problem.
2: But one of the real draws to this game, it has that eternal darkness feel where there's different sanity triggers that you can (laughs) kind of break. So going to the mental institute, that was like another notch on the belt that really hindered the character staying in the closet for too long seems to make your character panic yep starts freaking out hmm and i we never waited too long but i feel like if we had seriously waited it could have unlocked another one of those panic moments or another sanity break in the character
0: yeah now get it you think we're going to continue this game
2: i was going to tell you that Mm -hmm. by the time the podcast releases on sunday Mm -hmm. i will have time on sunday Unfortunately, on Saturday I don't have time. I'm going to go see Mumford and Sons. Okay.
0: I'll have to check it out. I'll see if I have time on Sunday and then I will try to come by and finish it or I will watch the stream from home. All right. Now, the stream I did watch that I was very intrigued by. Inside. Ooh. The video game Inside played on 2D Tuesdays by Joel and Kelly. Three Tuesdays in a row? Uh, I think it's a three yeah. tries. Yeah. That's pretty good that you got it. You know that's not that long of a game, so that's a good amount of time to get to go through and finish it. Kelly, you have some thoughts.
3: I do.
1: Why don't you start with what is inside?
3: Okay, so
1: weird question, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the box? Okay, so
3: <laughs>
0: also weird question, Joel. <laughs>
3: yeah, you were. <laughs> I, I okay, so it's this. Oh, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a silhouette game and it's it you're moving from left to right and you're solving puzzles at the same time i, I don't know how, how would you explain the it? genre
1: would be 2d platformer yeah so it's okay. something that can like obviously mario is the most easy anagram but it's not about the actual like quick jumping like that it's about like you said puzzle solving to progress further to the next puzzle and there's also a story going on. And yeah. And think about, like, what the story is.
3: Okay. See, the thing is, for the whole time, I couldn't figure out what was going oh. on. So it was fun. It was incredibly visually appealing. Um, it was very sharp, and it drew your attention. Uh, the puzzles were fun. Uh, but I, the the biggest part, and this is more of a personal thing for me, I didn't like how soulless the game was and it's I it, and I understand that was sort of the point. I mean, the figures didn't have faces. So the whole idea I took of that was that they weren't you weren't really supposed to have any sort of like significant emotional attachment to them. But for me that's kind of a thing and when I didn't have that, it was just kind of a letdown and then all of a sudden at the end when they roll into this big ball of people
1: so (laughs) i I don't know how to explain this so like Uh, (laughs) they tell a story through visual cues and actions that are happening throughout and it starts as you being this young boy who is escaping from what seems like some sort of authorities where other people are being rounded up in vans and dragged away uh your initial thoughts like oh well like maybe they're immigrants or something like that being gathered as they're trying to flee or something but you go through these different sequences of first it's like through the woods and you're trying to just hide from these people and dogs Mm -hmm. and things and you move on to different environments as you progress and it eventually gets to an areas where you're like going underwater and trying to explore through there to get past and escaping these kind of girls girl from the rainy looking beast things underwater Mm -hmm. and they would grab you and suffocate you underwater yeah <laughs> if they caught you. But you would hit these different sections as you were going along and to show your main forward motion and the final area you get to is like a laboratory. And throughout this also some of these puzzles include areas where there's like a cap that you put on and it lets you control these lifeless looking people in the backdrop. Yeah. Uh, that'll follow you as you move around. It'll, they'll pick you up if you need to be picked up. They'll toss you across a ledge if you need to do that. And so a lot of puzzles involve using these people who seem more like marionettes right. as you're using them because, they again, they're nondescript. They don't have much look to them. Right. Uh, they seem soulless or lifeless in a way. And you get to the end, and that's where some of the story stuff starts really connecting Is that you're seeing a lot of these things sort of being funneled through the same area. You get to a space where these are scientists gathered around this containment thing. And you sort of, as this kid, inadvertently find yourself getting to the same place that all the people were rounded up were supposed to go, which was this container in water where it was this amorphous blob with limbs sticking out of it with the yeah. the presumption being that all these people have been experimented on to be like accumulated into this one physical being, right?
4: Yeah.
1: And the thing it tasked you with is pulling apart these things that are prodding that thing. And by the time you're pulling apart like the third out of fourth, you get sucked into yeah. it and become part of it and then all of a sudden you are instead of controlling this child controlling this blobular thing yeah. as you're trying to escape this sequence and like the controls are awful because they understandably change it from what you're used to to being this unwieldy thing that you probably would be if you were uh this monster yeah. and it's just the sequence of awfulness and it all ends on you technically like escaping that facility, but then collapsing in sunlight by the sea, it looks like, and presumably dying. And I'm not sure if it's like the idea is that sunlight was what killed you, or if it was that you incurred too much damage <laughs> throughout the whole shenanigans, and that was like you finally giving out. Or maybe it was just because you were an experiment done wrong, a test subject that they didn't know what kind of lifespan you'd have anyway, and that's the just where you petered out. It's kind of left up in the air, left to open to interpretation as to what the truth actually is on it, which it sounds like there's a lot of environmental storytelling. Mm. Yep.
0: And then on top of that, Kelly, what's not to love? You became what you hate.
3: <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. Fair enough. But it was, it was, it left me feeling, I don't know, empty inside, dead inside a little bit. I think just, it felt <laughs> <And> yeah, <laughs> I don't know uh, the. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, again, the gameplay in itself was fun. It's just the story was a letdown as far as like the characters. I when I, I guess when I watch anything, whether it's a movie or if I if it's a game I'm playing or whatever I I like to have an emotional connection to the person or the protagonist I didn't get that and then I was all upset when it died in the sun or whatever whatever it did but I just had no there was no objective there was no clear objective to it I didn't like that I
1: so it it was morose with a twist which kind of follows what its predecessor a game called Limbo was
3: yes I, uh, that's the game I was another
1: 2d side strolling puzzle platformer this is also an older style of indie game where uh they're doing environmental storytelling it is fairly simple puzzle sequences and it's just as much about telling a story with limited actual dialogue or direct direction outside of what you see on screen so
0: and also a lot of these games tend to be depressing
1: yeah yeah especially real
0: depressing uh the other one i could think of was braid mm -hmm. braid is depressing
1: yeah so there is sort of a legacy to do with that and part of why people liked it so much i think is because like you said there is no direct attachment to these characters from the outset but you build an attachment to them as you sort of have these trials and errors and have mm-hmm. these little victories along the way as you're getting past the puzzles, and then you have the rud cut out from under you, and that's sort of like the, oh, now this feels really meaningful that this happened because without you realizing it, you gained an attachment to yeah. the character. You you feel stakes for what happened in it, and then you were sort of led into this hole. Yeah, <laughs> so.
3: exactly. And yeah, it's, It makes you feel fair. worse.
0: Braid, turns out, you're the, the princess is purposely running away from you because you're smothering her.
1: <laughs> y- yeah, Br- Br- Braid is sort of a meta-commentary on Mario, right? Kind of. Yep. Yeah. So That's Kelly, crazy. would you want to play Limbo next?
3: I don't think so. I, I think I'll <laughs> pass on Limbo. <laughs> okay.
1: at, at the very least, this gives me a good <laughs> idea of what games for us not to try in the future. Helps me get a, get a better understanding of what her tastes and interests are and, and what works with her From an emotional level and what doesn't.
3: Yes, uh, I'm a very emotional person.
0: Mm, Beth Beth got real upset with uh, whenever BB would cry in Death Stranding. It's coming, Joel. It's coming. it's time for one last thing one last thing is where we have one last thought one last statement something to send us into the weekend and you all listeners into the weekday for me nick jonas bacon it's still a jam also 2019
1: was a pretty decent year for gaming joel no it's not in 2019 was okay <laughs> <Blasamy>. uh, <laughs> i'm gonna start my rainfit adventure this month guys Staving off that holiday food test.
0: Wish me luck, y'all. It's awesome. That dragon is constantly working out. You're picking your spells, and he's doing
2: one arm push ups. It's sick.
1: <laughs> I look forward to understanding what that meant.
2: <laughs> Get it, you're up. Uh, first I just want to agree with Alex. I don't care what Joel says. And uh <laughs> I'm I'm off to pre order Resident Evil three and try and pay off the other two games that I have coming out around the same time, so Yeah,
0: yeah, I got a pre-order Final Fantasy VII still.
2: Yep, you do.
0: Kelly, what's your one last thing?
3: Um, I've almost made it through my first uh, semester here at uh, my school, so I'm gonna celebrate with a nice big glass of wine very soon. So and a white claw. Oh yes, that's even better. Yes, absolutely.
0: Maybe a mango. The far superior flavor. <laughs> it cherry.
3: is tasty. Red cherry is good, though. It's black cherry. Or, yeah, but black so cherry. Cherry. And it's it will be super, it for this you week's Super GG Radio. <laughs> nope,
2: nope. Mango is not superior. <laughs>
3: <Do it.
0: laughs> Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at SuperGG Radio and twitch.tv slash Radio, where, with Steam Share... I have countless horrors to continue to inflict on people. <laughs>
1: That's the real reason you want to talk about Heavy yeah. Burger because you inflicted that on us.
0: I got so many. I more crushed guys. Alex. I, I made like so ninety-three
2: dollars and he made two dollars and fifty cents during that game. <laughs> we haven't played Skullgirls yet. I'll beat you oh. at that. <laughs> oh, you, you will
0: not beat me at Skullgirls. Right, and then Joel will continue to submit Kelly to the horrors of two D games.
2: For sure. Metal Gear Heartwick will be back now that he's on Chris's vacation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> at eight a.m. this morning, he was playing Persona, so I don't know about that. We will see. Geddy and Steve will finish Call of Cthulhu.
4: Cthulhu. <laughs> Soon, but
0: hopefully Sunday.
2: Yeah. Hopefully Sunday.
0: And last thing to note for us here at Super GG Radio, our Game of the Year list will start being published to our WordPress on Monday. What? Uh, yep. <laughs> uh <laughs> we're getting to the end here man it is uh december i have 20 it's, days it's, it's 11th right now
1: i hope you have your game of the dead data list ready too yeah that's awesome. no that's not a thing <laughs> <laughs>
2: not a thing
0: we're gonna do probably one every three days uh we have my brother we have steve we have hartwig we have alec uh, beth's gonna have one kelly would you like a game of the year
3: list Oh, absolutely, for sure. Okay. Yeah. one have you played? Alex, here? Alex uh, well, you sidebar mean, here. It doesn't matter mm. what I have played this year. You know what I have played just,
2: this year. Just a quick sidebar, Alex. Mm. How many H games can I put on that list? Mm. I limited you to two. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: fuck.
0: Fuck. <laughs> Next. Uh, the last three days of the year will be our Game of the Year lists. Mm. So you'll hear the hosts here of the show posting theirs last. And if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com. Superggradio at gmail.com. Superggradio at gmail.com. What about Twitter? I said that already. Do it again. At Superggradio. And provide a review on iTunes or the participation award of your choice. Thanks for listening. Good game, Kelly. Good game. Good game, Joel. Good game. Good game, Getty. GG. Good night, everybody.
1: It on the flight changes.
2: Yep. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> See if he... Yeah, he's gonna read it anyway. Yep. Yeah. Hold on. Just to make sure he does. Nope. Not what I wanted to do. I don't know if I feel comfortable saying any of this. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you have to now. <clears throat> Wait, do we want to end with the inside or heavy burger?
0: Uh, I was gonna start with heavy burger because that shouldn't be too long. Okay. So uh, and then, yeah, Cth- call off Cthulhu. Cth- Cthulhu. Cthulhu, Cthulhu. It's a weird game to pronounce. Alright, you guys ready? <laughs> man, that was rough. Are you. Okay? <laughs> I started getting real phlegmy halfway through that, and I was like, oh god. Yeah, me sound too. Awful.
2: Oh We probably should make out less getty. Alright, let's open some cans here. Well <laughs> hydrated, folks. <Ugh. clears
1: throat> Doing alright? Yep. You want a drink? <coughs> mm, that was flimmy.
0: <laughs> I apologize, Kelly. Uh
3: you're fine.
1: We have two kids. No no sound you made. Match oh, no, I, I have all my <laughs> Don't, you, don't, don't challenge evil. me. Don't <laughs> okay, make this a any, challenge. A, anything below PG-13 sound you can make, ch- couldn't.
3: No. No. I've heard it all.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, two boys,
3: too.
1: Yeah, well, she's also a teacher.
3: Oh, yeah, so. they, they make all kinds of gross noises. Oh,
2: The best part is when somebody sneezes. <clears> oh, <throat> uh, your kids. face. kids. Kids under fifth grade don't know how to sneeze correctly. No. (laughs) It's everywhere. It's like kids that are 10. Is that fifth grade? They walk up to you with their dirty hands, they're like, I sneezed. Like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Grab a Kleenex. (laughs)